grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from the Luke, the second chapter. Simeon said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared before the Gentiles. Dear friends of Christ, you know, there's no greater announcement than when a baby is announced to be born, uh, that someone you know in your family is pregnant. And of course, then there's a lot of anticipation and excitement as you look forward to have those, those months pass until that baby is finally reported to be coming. And there's great excitement, and then everything changes. Everything changes for that family, that new life, that new birth. Well, in our text this morning, we've got, a young, we've got an old man waiting for a young child to be born, um, Simeon. And now Simeon was waiting for a special child, not just one of his grandchildren, but, or great-grandchildren. He was, he was waiting for the Savior to be born because God had promised him. You're going to get to hold the Lord's Christ. You're going to get to hold Jesus. And so Simeon went to the temple day after day and was waiting for the Messiah to show up. Can you imagine waiting for Christmas every single day and not knowing if it's going to be there or not when you, when you get to the temple? Well, and every day they showed up and they'd, they'd, they'd go to church. He'd go to church and he'd waited and he waited and he waited and he waited this old man for the Lord to arrive. And he couldn't wait to see Jesus. He couldn't wait to hold Jesus in his arms, to feel the baby in his arms, and to look in his face and, and, to, and to gaze on his Savior. When that day finally arrived, Simeon found himself full of peace. The Prince of Peace had come. The angel prophesied peace. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to men upon whom God's favor rests. Peace. It's a constant theme of Christmas. Peace. And if I were to pick a sermon hymn to reflect uh, our sermon theme, it might be this one. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay, Remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we had gone astray. O oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. O oh, tidings of comfort and joy. And that's our theme for this morning. Tidings of comfort. Tidings of joy. As we prepare to leave the old year behind, and who cares that we do, this past year has left not very good memories, um, we do so with expectation that this next one perhaps will be a better one, um, that perhaps happier times without the infection of COVID, better memories than this infected year. Maybe, who knows, maybe this is the year Jesus comes back. Wouldn't that be exciting to have this be the year when the, when the Savior returns to us? And it could happen at any time while the prophecies have been fulfilled. Maybe this is the last year we'll have to deal with sickness and, and pain and suffering and, and death and political corruption and corruption of mankind. Maybe the challenges of this fallen world are nearing an end. I don't know. I guess we can hope. <laughs> 
we can hope. And that hope fills us with an expectation. And that expectation fills us with a sense of comfort and peace. Comfort and joy. There's a definite feeling of comfort and joy knowing our Savior is coming back again. There's a definite feeling of satisfaction to all that, knowing that no matter how bad it gets, no matter how broken it is, that He's still in control, that He's still coming again. And that kind of expectation is the same kind of expectation that Simeon, old man Simeon, must have had as he waited and waited and finally felt the baby Jesus in his arms. That sense of comfort and hope and peace. Our text says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He was righteous and devout. Now, we don't know a lot about Simeon. We just don't. We don't know if he was married. We don't know if he had kids. Um, we, we, we don't know if he was well-known or unknown. No, we don't know if he's a great man or just an average old guy. But what we do know is what Scripture tells us. The Bible tells us he was very old. Very old. And of course, back in those days, to make 80, that was very old. But the Bible also tells us that he was righteous and devout. He was a righteous and devout fellow. That's interesting, that word devout. In Greek, it, it, it means to, to hold something like it's precious, like you don't want to drop it. You know, to hold something very delicately and tenderly so that you don't break it. Like you might hold a newborn baby. Or like you might hold something that you know is very expensive. He was righteous and he was devout. That's the way he worshipped. He would come to church and he would hold the things of God in a precious way, very carefully. The things in the church, the things of God, he'd, he'd hold them. And then when he held the baby Jesus, that's how, he, that's how he felt, devout. Because he understood, he knew that this baby Jesus wasn't just a baby. That this baby Jesus was the most precious thing of mankind. This is the greatest gift to mankind. And he held it, and he knew it, and he looked upon this Savior and he was filled with comfort and joy. He was devout. He understood all that. He understood that the Lord was a temple. And the Lord came into his temple. And he loved being in the temple. And he loved being near the Lord. And how great it would be to know that this baby would one day dwell in him. As the temple of God. Simeon understood he understood worship and he understood God's plan. He agreed with the psalmist who says, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty! My soul yearns, my soul even faints for the courts of the Lord, to worship the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Wouldn't it be great to have that kind of expectation, that kind of anticipation? My heart yearns to sing of the Lord. My heart yearns to be in church. My heart yearns to see the face of God. To have that kind of faith, Simeon was an honorable man of God. Devout. Righteous. He walked the faith. He lived the faith. 
Oh, he was a sinner to be understood. He understood his sinful nature. Nobody's free of that. But he also understood God's mercy and he understood God's grace. He got it. Like so many need to get it. And if you're righteous and if you're devout, you understand. If you are a righteous and devout man of God or woman of God or child of God, you know what it means to be dedicated to worship. Right now it's so difficult to be dedicated to worship. I mean, we have people who are dedicated to worship by watching online. But worship is not just praising God, really. I want you to understand that. Worship is when the people get together and we hear each other's voices. Worship is when we get together and we, and we pray for each other and, and we're there for each other. Worship is about people and people coming together and encouraging one another. That can't happen in this environment. And Simeon understood that. He understood it meant going to the temple, being with the people, encouraging the people, lifting up the people, loving the people, being with the people. And if you're righteous and devout, you... You love the things of God. You, you love the hymns and, and, and you love the songs and, and you, the organ stirs you and, and you miss the voices of the choir because the choir fills your spirit and makes you and it makes your soul rejoice the things of God. And you enjoy God's Word and you enjoy studying it. Like the psalmist says, He who studies God's Word will be like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, whatever the leaf does, uh, and, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. Righteous and devout. Holding it all special. And the people of God filling you with purpose. And the people of God filling you with meaning. Because we're the body of Christ. And Simeon understood. And if you're like Simeon, maybe some of your precious memories are worship. Being among the people of God. That's what I want for my life. That would be my New Year's resolution. It always is, year after year, that I draw closer to Jesus, that I, that I draw closer to Him in the Word, that I study His Word better, that I have a better relationship with Him and know Him better, serve Him better, devote my life to studying His Word and growing in that Word. I have the same desire for you, and I, I would hope, I would hope you'd have the same desire. To be righteous and devout. It would serve us all well to be Simeons of our day. Our day needs Simeons of the world. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him, our text says. Did you know the Bible has 268 different names for God? That's a lot of names. And our text gives us another one of those names for God, the consolation of of Israel. Well, that's a, that's a tough name. Hey, consolation of Israel. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, consolation means comfort. The comfort of God's people, Israel. Consolation. It's the word paraklesis. In Greek, we shorten it down to paraclete. Does that sound familiar? 
For those of you who know the name of the Holy Spirit, the one who is called the Comforter, the third person of the Trinity, the Paraclete, the Comforter. Well, the third person of the, of the uh, of course, is the Holy Spirit. But not only is the Holy Spirit the Paraclete, the Comforter, Jesus is the consolation of God's people, the one who brings comfort. And here you have Simeon. He's holding little baby Jesus in his arms, the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the comforter, was upon him. God was filling him in every way, in his arms, in his heart, in his mind, in his soul, in his body. And it's the same Holy Spirit. It's that same Holy Spirit You say, if I could just hold Jesus, if I could just touch Jesus, if I could just have Jesus, if the Holy Spirit would just fall upon me, He does. You have the same Holy Spirit. You have the same Jesus Christ. And wouldn't it be wonderful to have that promise like Simeon had. You're going to get to see baby Jesus. You're going to get to hold baby Jesus in your arms. You're going to get to see the Savior of Israel with your own eyes. And what a wonderful promise. Yes, Simeon had the Spirit. Yes, Simeon got to hold the Christ. But I want you to know you do too. You have the same Spirit that fills your life. The same Spirit who brought you to faith. The same Spirit who works in your heart, who speaks to your soul. The same Spirit who moves you to come to church to worship. The same Spirit who works in your heart to know what's right and wrong and to desire those things of God. And to hold them precious. To be devout. To hold them as if they're valuable. And to live your life as it reflects that value. And the Holy Spirit then comes to you because you have the same Holy Spirit. And He leads you and He guides you because He's the, he's the leader and He's the guider. And He comforts you in your fears. And he, and he solidifies your doubts. And He teaches you. And He moves your heart to believe in Jesus and follow in His ways. You have the same Holy Spirit. You have the same anticipation of Jesus coming again. Paul writes, we groan inwardly as we wait for the adoption of sons. We groan within ourselves. When is Jesus coming again? When do I get my new body? When does the new earth happen? When do I get to walk upon God's earth and His kingdom? When does all the brokenness end? And when you understand all that, when you kind of have that anticipation, that excitement, that eager expectation... You understand what Simeon did, and you know what Simeon knew. Simeon looked forward to the Lord's Christ. That's an interesting way to talk about Jesus, isn't it? The Lord's Christ. He looked forward to the Lord's Christ. Well, Christ means Messiah. And Messiah means Christ. It means the anointed one. Jesus was anointed to come to bear human flesh, so that he could save mankind. He was appointed to get the job done. 
because we're suffering down here in our sin and brokenness and sickness and pain and death. And so God sent the person to get the job done right. You know, if, you're, if your pipes break in your house, you call a plumber. You know, if your car is broken, you call a mechanic, an auto mechanic. If, if something breaks in your house uh, and you want to rewire something, you know, you call an electrician. You want your soul to be saved? You want your sins washed away? You want to live forever? You call Jesus. You call the one who was appointed to get the job done right. And Jesus did the job right. He died on the cross, and then He rose from the grave. He accomplished His mission because God appointed Him. He's the Messiah. He's the one appointed to do that work well, and He did. He's the Lord's Christ. As we get back to our text, we find out, moved by the Holy Spirit, Simeon went into the temple courts. When the parents, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, uh, brought the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law required, Simeon took him up in his arms and praised God. Can you imagine the joy? The Holy Spirit woke Simeon up with the news that morning, get to the temple. You need to be in the temple. Something fantastic is happening today. And Simeon knew what that meant. Simeon knew that he'd get to hold baby Jesus in his arms. And for you parents, maybe you remember what it's like for the first time that you held your baby in your arms. I remember. I remember all my five boys, and I remember what I was thinking. I remember my grandchildren. I remember what I was thinking. As I held that baby and I looked at their face, and maybe you remember that moment, what it was like, as Simeon held baby Jesus and looked at, looked at the baby and looked at his face and saw his eyes and looked at his nose and looked at his mouth. and What was he thinking? This is the constellation of Israel. This is the comfort of God's people. Simeon knew. Now remember, consolation means comfort, right? And so he understood that this baby Jesus was God himself coming to earth. God in flesh coming to save us. Simeon knew. He also knew it would be for all the people. Not just the Jewish people, but for all the people. And that's why he burst out in a, in a great song. As a matter of fact, we sing this song in, when we take Holy Communion. It's still in our liturgy. It's in our communion liturgy. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you are prepared in the sight of all people. A light for revelation to the Gentiles, for the glory of your people Israel. And after saying that, he was ready to die. Just like that, ready to go home. And not just ready to die, but ready to die in peace. Simeon was filled with a certain peace. Why? Because God had kept his promise. God always keeps his promise. And God promises, you will see the Christ. And, of course, he did. We will. He got to hold Jesus in his arms. One day, Jesus will embrace us. And when he held that baby Jesus, he was ready to die. 
Can you imagine holding baby Jesus in your arms? Now, you may not be able to hold baby Jesus in your arms today, but Jesus is deeply implanted in your hearts. You know, I've been spending the last four sermons talking about the incarnation of God. And if you haven't got it now, I keep repeating it so that it might sink in. Repetition helps. Christ incarnation. It means that Jesus in His body now lives in you. Do you understand that? That this baby Jesus that was born in a manger so long ago physically now lives in you. He physically now is attached to you. That holy God, that human being, now dwells in your body and makes your body holy. Why? Because of the incarnation. You are the temple of God. His physical body is attached to your physical flesh, bound to you. That holy dwelling, living in you, making you holy. The consolation of Israel. The comfort of God's people. And Simeon understood the power of Christ's presence. The Lord's Christ. He knew this is our salvation. He knew that Jesus is the hope for sinners. And that's why Simeon's words are spoken every time we we take the Lord's Supper. Lord, let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the in the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and a glory of your people Israel. Simeon held the Savior in his arms. He was ready to die. You hold the Savior in your body. You're ready to die. We take Christ and the Lord's Supper into our mouths. And we eat in His body and we drink His blood and we're ready to die. We're united with God. God keeps His promise. That's the incarnational reality. Tidings of comfort. Tidings of joy. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and life everlasting. Amen.